Are you an HR department of one trying to figure out how to balance task and strategy while keeping up with changes in regulatory compliance? Do you need a fresh outlook on old topics? Then stop what you're doing, grab your coffee, and get ready to recharge. If you have people, you have problems to solve and things to do. Your host is Brenda Neckvottle, a 20-year human resource professional, ready to explore the HR industry with veterans of business and life, with fresh eyes and new ideas. Learn about the rapidly evolving changes in employment law around the country, as well as new tactics to deploy and build engagement in your workforce. If you're looking to implement new practices to make your job easier in HR, then this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Best Practices in Human Resources podcast. I am Brenda, the HR lady, and I'd like to thank you for listening to the show. If you're a returning listener, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for coming back for yet another episode. Um, We're in year three which is pretty exciting. So uh, this podcast started three years ago and last uh, November in 2018. And uh, we are walking into our third year, which is awesome. And if you're a first time listener, welcome. Uh, you're going to find this is an award-winning uh, HR uh, award-winning podcast. And uh, you're going to find that there's a lot of really good juicy stuff to take away. So uh, buckle up. <laughs> so here we go. Get your pen and your paper. Uh, mark down whatever time's that you want to, you know, go back and listen to. We're here for you guys. So, uh, you know, I'm here to help share with you the what and the how in human resources because I'm in the human business and that means that there's a greater number of dynamics in the workplace to balance and manage. So today, I'm going to share with you guys some poster updates. We've got uh, updates on employment law changes that are happening across the nation. Uh, The main topic today, we're going to be talking about five key elements to being an HR pro. It's not going to be a long episode. Uh, We're just going to kind of, you know, hit these up because in in future episodes, we're going to actually go into these a little bit deeper in the next couple of weeks. So, and um, you know what, I'm going to share with you how you can get into the conversation. So before we go any further, uh, the information that is available through this podcast is in fact for informational purposes only and not for the purpose of providing any form of legal advice. You should contact your attorney to obtain legal advice with respect to any particular issue that you might be having. If you do not have an employment attorney, you go ahead and may reach out to me and I would probably be able to refer one to you through our friends over at Jackson Lewis. All right, so um, wanna throw this out there real quick because this is something that is buzz in the news and I've been contracted to deliver a webinar on mandating the long anticipated COVID vaccine. And uh, registration has opened this week and the session is going to be held on December 15th next week at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a 90 minute session with room for for Q&A at the end. And if you'd like more information, visit my website and click connect at the top to receive the invite to the register. Okay, so poster updates. Um, Haven't had any changes over the past week, but I do want to share with you guys what is coming for January 2021. Now, this I anticipate this list uh, continuing to grow um, as more and more updates uh, become available from uh, the various states, then we'll get that information out to you guys. But here's for those states that have poster updates for 2021. We, We know this already. So If you are in Minnesota, Washington, Vermont, Maine, South Dakota, Montana, Ohio, Arizona, and Florida, 
you guys have poster updates and those posters need to be up and accessible by January 2021. Again, that's Minnesota, Washington State, Vermont, Maine, South Dakota, Montana, Ohio, Arizona, and Florida. Now, if you guys want to take advantage uh, and if you need the posters, then you know what? I can give you a code. We can get you 25% off. And this is going to be available through December 31st. So if you go to laborlawcc.com, that's www.laborlawcc.com. These are our friends at Labor Law Compliance Center. Use pass, you can use the code POSTERS2020 and you can get 25% off through December 31st. So take advantage of it. Go ahead and jump on, get your posters. You will need a federal poster. You will need a state poster. And if you are a federal contractor, you are going to need the federal contracting posters. Um, usually when I do an on-site visit and I see uh, my clients, especially new clients, usually they'll just have the state poster up. You actually need at least both the federal and the state, absolutely hands down for both of those. And if you're a federal contractor, you also need the federal contracting poster as well. So helpful tip. <laughs> All right, so I want to talk to you guys about employment law changes and headlines across the nation. You know what? Believe it or not, there is no new HR news, and that is hard to swallow, but everything right now is all focused in on COVID changes at the state level. So my guidance to you guys, because there's so much of it that's happening. Look, we're about ready to roll into the next, I don't know, I lost track of how many times that we've rolled into this, but... We're rolling into another period of ambiguity. And what I mean by that is, is that we've got the FFCRA, which is expiring at the end of this month. Um, stimulus packages are in uh, discussion. We have no idea what's going to happen uh, past December 31st. Emergency sick pay and emergency FMLA is actually ending on December 31st. We don't have any, we don't know what's coming next, if there is anything coming next. So, and Congress is also working on making sure that they can keep the government open in December. So a lot going on in that area. So we, so as soon as we get any information on that, we're going to get that stuff out to you guys. Uh, but something that we're watching, uh, the team is watching, I'm watching. And like I said, we're going to get that out. But right now, Everything is all state specific. There's just so much that is coming out. My encouragement to you guys is just stay tuned to your particular state on what is required or your municipality or both. Um, there's just, like I said, there's a lot of it and it's, it would be very, very, it'd be like a whole hour <laughs> literally to talk about it. So when you only need to focus in on you. There are approximately 2,500 members of the U.S. Special Operations community who transition out of active duty military service every single year. The Honor Foundation has dedicated its mission to serving these elite individuals on their journey to prepare for life once they take off the uniform. In the past few years, we've begun our own journey to reach this number, launching three physical campuses in San Diego, California, Virginia Beach, Virginia, and near Wilmington, North Carolina along with a virtual campus to reach members of the community anywhere on the planet. I spent 26 years in the special operations community as a SEAL. I graduated from THS program, I served on the board of directors, and now I'm proud to lead this organization into the future to continue assisting these transitioning service members and their families. Our dedicated team 
our world-class program, and our incredible tribes of supporters are standing by to help THF alumni and future fellows, and are committed to providing the best possible support system and resources to better serve this community. Our vision for the Honor Foundation is clear, to impact every transitioning service member from the U.S. Special Operations Enterprise through our programs and support, and to be a catalyst for overhauling the entire DOD transition program. It's a big task, but the community deserves it, and we're driving full steam ahead to make this a reality. If you've been inspired with what the Honor Foundation's done in the last five years, I welcome you all to join us as we craft the next chapter in defining what it means to serve others with honor for life. In today's main segment, I want to share with you what I believe to be five key elements that will help you become a successful HR pro. These are things that I have spent a lot of time thinking about, figuring out, looking back at my own practices. There's a lot of things that you can do to be a successful HR pro, but what I'm looking at here is developing a mindset, okay? What are the five key elements in your mindset to becoming, an, to becoming a successful HR professional? You can do all of the compliance stuff great. You can be a master at all the knowledge. You can be just an absolute rock star when it comes to researching, right? But there's a mindset that you need. And, and I'll be honest with you, you guys know this. You sit at that desk day in and day out, and we all get those feelings of that self-conscious feeling, right? you're starting to look at like, I could have done this better. I could have done this better. Man, I screwed that up, right? And, and we, <laughs> we beat ourselves up. And then sometimes we turn it outward, which means that in our mind, somebody does something that's less than intelligent and you start pounding on them mentally. Maybe it doesn't come out of your mouth, but it comes out of your head <laughs> for sure. It's in, your, it's in your head, right? We just don't want it to escape. So these five things, will help you along the way. And then, oh yeah, let's flip on top of it all of our personal stuff, okay? Because like I've said before many times over uh, in these episodes that, you know, this is an industry, this is a field that's predominantly female-driven. Dirty numbers without actually looking at statistics is probably 70% women are in the field of human resources. <clears throat> And women have a very unique role in our lives and there's nothing wrong with it and there's nothing bad about it. It just is what it is. You know, we're the mothers and mothers wake up first thing in the morning and they take care of everybody's stuff. Then they go to work and then they go take care of everybody's stuff all day long to come home and yet take care of everybody's stuff, right? So my first thing that I have figured out to be a success, a success tool and I put it first all the time when I talk about this because it's the one thing that we all just instinctively put last. And that is you have to take care of yourself first so that you can take care of everything else. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, you have a screaming child at home or sometimes you have a screaming child at work and you put yourself first before that right? Some, come on. You, you have to take care of what's in front of you. What I mean by this is that you have to, you have to dedicate time to yourself. And like, if you want to build a savings account, 
you have to pay yourself first, right? It's kind of the same thing. If you want to build an emotional savings bank that is going to carry you through the lean times, the mean times, then you have to pay yourself first or you have to pay yourself, period, emotionally. So you need to take care of yourself. That could be going for a walk on a regular basis. That could be listening to podcasts such as this one. It could be reading. It could be, you know, spending time with girlfriends or just friends in general. It could be literally just tuning everybody out for 30 minutes a week and just having one-on-one time with yourself. If you're not alone with your thoughts and, and if you're, you know, just so busy to the point where your ears are literally ringing. You have to take a step back. I know when I've crossed that threshold, there's, there's a couple of things that happens to me. First off, I don't interpret what everybody is saying correctly. That's my first key. And, and there's a, like a scale, right? That's my entry level right there. When I realize that I'm either personally misfiring in my understanding of people or what I'm reading or, or the data and the information that I'm taking in, that's an element that I have to actually slow down. Uh, the other one at the furthest end of the scale. So this is like when I've really ignored all of my warning signs and I know all of them, what they are, if I ignored them, or I've just had to push through everything because the situation or the environment has required me to do so is when I actually start getting vertigo. I'm so exhausted to the point where my body is now starting to tell me that, look, girl, you either slow it down or I'm going to lay you down. And that's when I literally can't see straight. And when that happens, I actually need to go sleep. And those, so those are my warning signs. So know your warning signs too, but you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of everything else. So I'm going to challenge you guys over the next couple of weeks between now and the end of the year, what are three things, I don't care if they're big or small, what are three things that you are going to commit to yourself to doing in order to take care of yourself a little bit better? And I mean, your commitment is a 12-month commitment from from this December until next December, because none of what's going on in the world is going away. The only thing that you can control is you. So why don't we, you know, why don't we all focus together and help figure out how we can help ourselves out so that we can help everybody else out. Okay. Second one is develop the mindset that your boss needs you. Okay. What your boss doesn't need is you coming up and constantly like nagging and ragging and just like, oh, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. All right. That's not what I'm referring to. Your boss needs you. Your boss needs to to have you as that partner. Sometimes it takes a little work to help build that aspect of that relationship. Sometimes it takes jumping in front of a freight train and saying, dude, (laughs) you need to stop like now. And other times it just means that you have to sit back and listen. Okay. And there's a lot of different ways that, you know, your boss needs you, but your boss does need you. And if you are feeling that you and your boss do not have a great working relationship, this is an awesome time to actually work on that. Um, You know, you guys, there's a number of tools out there that you could do. If you've got questions and you want recommendations, reach out to me, right? You can go on a website over at brendathehilady.com. You can schedule a 15 minute discussion with me. Doesn't cost you anything, right? So it's a complimentary 15 minute discussion. You know, if you want, if you want guidance or advice on how you can build your relationship, 
by all means, go ahead and set up a call. I'm happy to talk to you about that stuff. You know, I can direct you to a couple of tools. Maybe we can even set up some coaching. It's up to you, right? I'm only here to help facilitate that because I know, I know what it feels like when you've got an awesome working relationship with your boss. I've had a couple of them and they're just phenomenal. I also know what it's like when your boss isn't paying any attention to you and that sucks. And I have had a couple of those as well. And trust me, I work very, very hard at maintaining my good positive relationships with my bosses that want a relationship. And I don't do a lot of investment um, for bosses that are not willing to, you know, be part of that. Matter of fact, our relationships are very short term. So that's just me. So, um, yeah, just remember your boss needs you, but your boss is also dealing with a lot of stuff. Your boss has all of the problems in the company, every single one of them. They have more problems than anybody else. And they only have so much of a bandwidth and they, they will snuff out all of that stuff that's in the fray. And the only thing that they will really tune into, honestly, is when your voice stands up above the fray to help them figure out their people and their process issues that align with company objectives. Okay. So, you know, a couple of resources we can help get you tuned in. All right. Third mindset is building a mindset around communication because communication is key. And if there's anything out there in this world that we need more of, that we need to constantly work on more is our communication. And what I mean by that is that first and foremost, communication is a two-way interaction. It is not a one-way interaction. And you've got the speaker and the receiver. And if the receiver is not, is not picking up what the speaker is laying down, either the speaker needs to make an adjustment, which is probably going to be the course of action that would need to take place, or the listener needs to take a, a little bit of action. More than likely, the listener is not going to take that step. So you as an HR leader, you as an HR subject matter expert, you as the HR champion, you as the HR pro will likely 99% of the time be the person that is going to have to regroup and make sure that the receiver is catching what you as the speaker are saying. And sometimes that means you have to reiterate yourself. I mean, sometimes you have to repeat yourself, but if you see that that person is not clear and they may say, oh yeah, 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 I get it. Okay. You may have to, you just may have to just do a little quick. It's like, okay, so just to make sure that we're on the same page, revisit with me what it is that you heard or what you understand. Yeah. And if they're not getting it, got to revisit it. Right. So communication is key. Communication is key also when you make sure that people are not assuming anything that you say, you have to make sure if you really want to be good at this, you have to make sure that people are not making assumptions around what you're saying. If somebody is repeating something that's not accurate, make sure you correct that and correct it in a very generous manner, right? Um, there are times where people just you're like, well, you said this and blah, blah, blah. And I've turned around and said, hey, you know what? I'm good if you quote me, just quote me accurately. <laughs> just make sure it's accurate. And that's not on me, that's on you, right? But if you communicate something, you have to make, if like to a group of people, you have to make sure that your communication is far reaching and actually goes deep and it gets to the people that needs to get down. So you have to, con you're gonna find yourself in this job and you're probably gonna go, yeah, no kidding, Bren. Um, 
you're going to find that you are going to repeat yourself a lot. I mean, a lot. And uh, years ago, I'll tell you a really funny story, actually. So years ago when I was working for CarMax, um, we had rolled out a brand new HRIS system. And this was, we didn't have HRIS systems, not not like this, to where we actually introduced an employee self-service platform. And then we had a manager self-service platform, right? So it was a big project and it was a really big deal. It was just kind of the, you know, the birth of HRIS systems as, as we know them today. And, um, it was, it was a lot of work. It was probably easily about seven months of my having to reiterate to people where they could find this, where they could go look for that, how they could download the paycheck stubs, where they can get access to this policy, that policy, this information, that information. Did they read this? Cause all the information, I mean, it was just, this is like all I did. And, um, and there were days where I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till this part is over with. And so we were at a Christmas party <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> a gentleman who became a sales manager, who's actually, I found out the other day, is still there to this day, um, comes up, I'm standing next to my boss, who's one of my favorite people to work for at the time. And um, he comes up and he introduces, he says, oh yeah, you know, I want you to meet my wife and you know, this is, you know, the location general manager, blah, blah, blah. And, and this is Brenda. Have you read the instructions yet? Neck bottle. <laughs> and we all just died laughing. And I looked over at my boss. I said, I want to raise. <laughs> I said, that right there was the best testimonial I could possibly have ever gotten. I, that's like the, it's, it's taking my performance review and throwing it right out the window. <laughs> and it was so funny. We just died laughing, but you know, it, but he followed that up with, he said, no, in all seriousness, he's like, Brenda is really, really good at making sure that people understand where they can find information and how to go about doing it. And if they can't find what they're looking for, or if the information that they have read doesn't answer their questions, she helps them take it to the next level. So, <laughs> so that was that. So communication is key. All right. Next one. And we're going to talk about this in an upcoming, uh, in an upcoming, uh, podcast. And it's going to be, don't rely on fast answers. Now, here's what I mean by that. And we're going to go into the weeds on this. Fast answers get you into trouble. Okay. Now I sent out a blog a little while ago in an email that talked about how the 70, 40 rule really is how leaders make decisions. However, 70, 40 doesn't necessarily work when it comes to HR, meaning that you really only need so much information to make an accurate, to make a business decision. And then you can adjust as you go. However, in HR, that's a very different thing. We can't make decisions based only off of 40% of the information. So the, the whole concept of that is in the 70, 40 rule is that you only need 40% of the information in order to make a good business decision. If you wait till you get 70, you've waited too long. All right. And you may have missed an opportunity or likely missed an opportunity in HR. If you only make a decision based off of 40% of the information, you are opening yourself up to liability because you haven't done enough research in order to get the appropriate answers. And what I see all the time, and when you look at groups, and, and if you come into the next gen women in HR group, you'll see that I'm actually asking deeper and probing questions to better understand what people are posting on the site. So that way we can get you know, hey, you might want to consider this, or you would probably want to reach out and look at that, right? But 
in these other open groups that are out there that are not moderated and not regulated and don't have, um, you know, an HR pro that's been doing this for long enough at the seat, what happens is that people give short answers. And if it's an individual who doesn't have a lot of tenure, goes, okay, great, thanks, and then acts on that without actually doing more research into whatever the situation may be, and I'm not talking about like quick answers like where do I find an I-9 on the web, right? I'm talking about this employee has done this to somebody else and I'm trying to figure out what would you do or I'm looking for an answer about this particular thing or does anybody have a policy on this without really fully knowing the backstory of it, right? Those are That's what I mean. Those are the risk of quick answers that you can find online. Or if you're doing an investigation and you don't ask deep questions. In other words, you don't do critical thinking. You don't take advantage of that to say, hmm, um, you know, there's some weird behavior going on here that somebody's, you know, brought into the mix, into the conversation. If you disregard something like that and not and look into it deeper, that's a risk of a fast answer. So I don't want to steal my own thunder, but we're going to be, you know, doing a deeper dive into don't rely on fast answers. All right. You'd have to do your homework for sure. So we're going to get into that, but that is one of the, one of the five things. And then the last thing, and we talked about this in the last episode is knowing what to do is only part of what we do. You need to know the why behind it. And so we talked about looking at case law. We talked about really kind of taking some time to dig into the background of why we do what we do, which has created best practices in human resources. And a lot of that comes from litigation. It comes from getting decisions from like the EEOC, uh, getting information notices from the National Labor Relations Board, things like that, right? So we talked about those things. So those are the five key elements to being a a successful HR pro. Now, if you want to find out about that last one, knowing what to do is only part of what we do and you, cause you need to know the why, then you know what, jump on over and listen to episode number 88. Um, and like I said, we've got other, uh, we have other topics coming up. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time because you know, we're wrapping up the year. There's a lot going on. I know you guys are really focusing in on trying to figure out how do you close the year out? It's a weird year to close <laughs> and, uh, we're all sitting here waiting. So I just want to start helping you guys. If you haven't developed this kind of a mindset, take time, do a little reflection, journal, um, you know, do a vision board, you know, whatever it is that you do, okay, to help keep you moving forward. But keep these five things in mind, okay? And I'm going to go over them real quick again. You need to take care of yourself first so you can take care of everything else, all right? Your boss needs you. Communication is key. Don't rely on fast answers. And knowing what to do is only part of what we do. You need to understand the why. So look, you get this mindset in, regardless of whatever comes your way, these five elements are going to keep you, this mindset is going to keep you above that feeling of drowning that sometimes we get and everybody gets in work, but for us specifically in human resources, this will help us keep our heads above what we feel is that, is that water line, is that water level. All right, so winner's here. Hello, it has arrived. 
And uh, you know what? Also with the increase of COVID cases on the rise, taking care of yourself is now more critical than ever before. And yes, you have the increased risk of contracting COVID, but most importantly, that means that you need to put more work on your part, which equates to more drain on your system as well. So the more tired you get, the more you drive your immunity system down. Now, uh, you know that I really, truly, honestly care about everybody's ability to get rest and recover and understand what that is. It's a big focus of mine. And matter of fact, I'm adopting one more thing as of this evening, and I'm actually going to start doing some mindfulness exercises. But um, I wanted to share with you what I use to stay healthy. And bear in mind, I I don't get paid for any of these things. It's just things that I know help, they work, and um, it has gotten me through a couple of colds, but I really believe that it has jacked my uh, immunity system up. So that way <clears throat> my body has the ability to fight all that stuff. I say that as I clear my throat because I have a little bit of a runny nose, but that's all right. So the first one I want to talk to you guys about is um, Naked Warrior Recovery Super Greens. And I use this as a midday snack and this is how it battles my urges. And I have serious sugar urges right now, uh, mainly because I got off of what I was doing that was so good for me. Um, I got tempted with something and that just put me right back into the serotonin cycle. And so right now I'm trying to get off of it and it takes a little, it's a process. Um, and this is what's actually helping me for snacks to to combat the munchies and the urges that I have. Um, it also really drives my energy level up like crazy levels. I kind of feel bad for people who are around me when my energy levels are up. Holy cow, if you want to know why people call me the HR force of nature, that's kind of part of it right there. Now, I also take another form of greens, which is called the MASF uh, Smashing Greens. And I actually use that to replace one meal a day or two if I'm fasting. So right now I've been using it for one meal a day and I'm hoping like in the next week I'm going to go back into a fasting mode and I'll wind up using it twice a day and then eating a solid protein meal after that. Now, I also uh, am waiting anxiously for my Trulene immunity shot to come in. Now, Trulene is a, it's a, that's about 18 months old. And what it is, it's a, it's an immunity booster that you pop into water and um, it has really fantastic elements. It's got the zinc, it's got vitamin C, and it's easily absorbed into your system. Um, I've also learned that it's really funny that the way the packaging, because it also has black pepper in it. And what it will do is that if you open it up, you'll wind up sneezing. So it also clears out your sinuses apparently <laughs> before you even consume it. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm, I just got notification that that is on its way. And then also Naked Warrior Recovery Immunity Booster is uh, there are two, cap- cap- two capsules that I take at the end of the day along with the MASF multi, uh, multivitamin. It is a plant-based multivitamin. So getting a lot of really, really, really dense nutrients into my system, which is actually helping out. Now, I say all that because every now and again, I get, I do, I'm naughty when it comes to my eating, but you know what? I don't feel so bad when I do sidetrack or I start eating things that end in Eto's which isn't very often, but it does come up because I've got this other really, you know, great balance that's going on in my system. So um, when I'm really, really good, I sleep great, I eat better, I make strong decisions. I mean, I make strong decisions before, but I actually feel more confident about the decisions that I make. And I am absolutely 100% convinced that 
that happens because of the good stuff that I'm putting in my body. When I start getting into eating things that end in Eidos and piling it on with like things like cheese and chili and, you know, that's fine periodically, but when it becomes the norm and not the exception, I get sluggish. <clears throat> I actually can feel my body swelling up. I mean, like you just, you know, you can't move your hands, you can't move your feet. And, and God forbid, if I'm off sugar for a while and I start eating it again, I actually feel like I've been poisoned. So it, it's, 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 it's interesting, right? And it's something that you guys can, you know, just make small changes. You don't have to, you don't have to go all in and crazy like that, but give yourself a boost to your immunity. And these are five different ways that you can actually do that. And you can only just take one if you want, but give yourself a little bit of an immunity boost. And if you'd like to learn more, follow me on, so on my social platforms where I will share a lot more of this information on a regular basis. The HR Planner. Holy cow, you guys are awesome. Um, we are literally burning right through um, everything that has been printed. And um, I'm super excited that it's out. It is available for purchase. We're already nearly sold out and are going to be reprinting again here real soon. If you'd like to take advantage of getting that head start on the new year, you can get ahead of the game by ordering your copy today and get 15% off by using this code HRPLANNER21 until December 31st. Um, it, you know, what's awesome about the planner is that it has a lot of, it's 60 pages of really great information in there. It's got uh, a list of the laws that you need to adhere to by company size. It gives you a breakdown of like the difference between an HR generalist and tasks and duties of an HR manager, knowledge, skills, and abilities, your KSAs. It has a lot of that really strong information because I find that a lot of people, they don't really kind of know what it is that they're supposed to do. Um, or they're actually working on when I work with people in the coaching program or, uh, you know, on career advice and, and, you know, how do I get ahead? It, this is a really great way for you to start looking ahead to saying, okay, I need to get better at do this. I need to learn how to do this. Ooh, there's something on there I can put on my list, right? It's a really great tool to, to help you plan and, and move forward. Plus, some people don't have a job description. This will help you formulate a job description for yourself so that you can actually work with your boss to put one in place or maybe enhance the one that you have. Either one. It has a 12-month uh, compliance overview calendar. It has uh, information in there for federal contractors as well. What do federal contractors need to adhere to in order to be compliance? Because that kind of compliance gets really skinny when it comes to being a federal contractor. And um, you don't want to be in a position where you could potentially uh, lose your contracts as a result of non-compliance. Also, it has 12 actual month planners with tools, trips, tips. Oh, I'm made three words together here. Try that again. Tips, tools, and reminders of tasks that you can do throughout the year gives you actual ways to look at, uh, you know, the whole year and plan your HR agenda out. And then towards the back end, we also have an HR checklist plus some other, a couple of other uh, how-to goodies that are packed in. So I'm excited about it. I'm getting really great feedback. Uh, can't wait till you get your copy. And Christmas is coming. So if you are an HR champion, let me tell you something. Gift yourself a, a copy or send one to a friend that you know who could be struggling. Because there really is no better time than right now to extend a helping hand in this challenging world. Because we're in it. And because HR still has to function even if COVID and all the other craziness out there is wreaking havoc. So 
All right, email me your HR questions. You guys know I love answering these questions. You can submit your question on the brendathehrlady.com website by clicking on the podcast link from the menu and down towards that bottom of the podcast page. You'll find a submission form for you to go ahead and post your question, which I may read and answer on an upcoming episode. <clears throat> now, question that came through today is, what is the easiest way to fire somebody for incompetent performance? <sighs> That's a loaded question. <laughs> so... Short answer, which I'm already telling you guys, don't rely on short answers, right? Straightforward to the point. But, and it's the big but, only after you have spent time identifying, reestablishing your expectations or establishing period, helping them understand where their shortfalls are, having to work with them so that they can provide a solution on how they're going to address the problem because at the end of the day, it's their problem to address. It's their performance. You just have to do your job or, you know, it could be a manager, not necessarily HR, but, you know, uh, working your responsibility is to work with them to help them understand where the shortcomings are. It is up to them to be part of the solution. You don't have to fix it for them. That's not your job. Attendance is a really great example of what I mean by that. You can't fix somebody's attendance. They have to step up and actually fix the problem themselves. If the person doesn't know how to fix the problem, then you guys, that's your role. That's your job, helping them figure out how to overcome those obstacles and becoming a success. Because you can't meet people, you can't bring them up, you know, you can't expect people to be at your level. You have to meet them where you are and then where they are and help build them up. So, um, so once you've done all that, and then you also have to make sure you document it right? You don't have to wait six months necessarily to terminate somebody for incompetent performance. If something isn't happening and you need it to happen soon and you've given them the appropriate training, you've given them the opportunity. Look, if, if in six months they should have what it is that they're doing down, down, and they don't, you know, look, you can consider it. But if it realistically will take somebody 18 months to fully absorb everything that they need to do in their role, then terminating them at six months is not wise, right? I mean, it kind of depends. I mean, HR people, I'm going to be honest with you, in this field in human resources, it's going to take you 18 months to actually like start feeling comfortable that you're getting stuff, right? So if you're feeling uncomfortable and you're under 18 months, you can kind of give yourself a little bit of a break because up until the first six months, you know, first six months, you're like, what the hell did I just get myself into? Once you've passed that, that mindset, then you're fine. If you, if you started a job and you, and, and you don't have that shot of fear in your system that you're like, oh my God, what did I just do to myself? Right. Once you get, once you have that and you keep going, you're going to be fine. You really are. But if you never have that conversation, you know, look, you may want to have that with yourself. Maybe it, uh, I've learned that in every, every job I've had and a lot of other people that I've mentored over the years, uh, every single one of us have had that, like, oh my God, what did I just do? I was so comfortable before. Uh, but anyway, so terminating, terminating somebody for incompetent performance. Look, when you're ready to have that sit down conversation, just be clean and clear about it. Um, you don't need to, you know, you don't have to judge them, you know, or I wouldn't even advise, you know, judging them and just say, Hey, listen, this is, this just isn't working. You know, we've provided quite a bit of, um, you know, quite a bit of opportunity. And unfortunately, we just don't have anything, you know, currently in place that we can move you into that you're, you know, eligible or qualified for. And 
or that could be the case. If it's not the case, then don't say it. Um, but just, you know, help them understand that's like, listen, this is just, this just is not, <clears throat> this is just not a working formula. And, you know, we're just, we're going to go ahead and separate and just, you know, keep it clean. Don't, don't try and elaborate. Don't try and make somebody feel better. I mean, terminating somebody is never easy. And yes, people will be fine. I promise you, people will find a way. They just go through that, you know, that instant shock of losing their job, but people will find a way on how to move through and, uh, you know, find alternate ways to make a living. It's just, that's just how we are. You know, we're survivors. Human beings are survivors. Uh, but they will go through that initial shock and it sucks. And that's just really kind of the truth of it, but they'll be all right. So incompetent performance, just make sure that you have the conversations in advance. You're very clear. You give the opportunity, you document, document, document. And if it still isn't getting better, if the person has completely given up, um, then you know what, just make a clean break pretty easy. Well, not easy, but <laughs> so it's an easier formula than sitting up night trying to figure out how to do it. All right, guys, I'm going to invite you to join us over at the Next Gen Women in HR community. It's over in our Facebook group. It is a closed group. We talk about it um, when we're talking about at the Real HR Show. Uh, we want to make sure that individuals who are coming in are HR people and uh, that they are, you know, we've got a really, we have an awesome group. Oh my gosh, we just we have 260 people now. It's not even a year old, which is just fantastic. I'm just so excited about it. And they're real people with real conversations in real time. And uh, and they're just a really, really, really awesome group of people. I have really enjoyed getting to know uh, quite a few of them. And, um, geez, man, it's, you just want that connectivity. And you want, you know, you don't want to feel like you're alone. Come on into the group because we've got some good stuff happening over there. And, you know, we share a lot of, you know, periodically I might do a webinar. Um, definitely I funnel, you know, updated news information to the group, things that I know will help out. And uh, there's a lot of real, lot of really good value in there. But when you, when you want to join in, you have to answer three questions. If you don't answer the three questions, unfortunately, you we're not going to let you into the group. Because like I said, we want to make sure that we've got the appropriate people coming in. We've had a couple of individuals um, who have... Not not necessarily been HR people who have applied to get into the group, and we rejected them because <clears throat> we want to make sure that we keep our cent our center and our focus on this. So it's pretty good stuff. Um, we also have a leadership course. It's a free course if you're an HR pro or an aspiring one, and you're listening to this. I believe that there are six six aspects to HR leadership. Today we talked about mindset. This course is on HR leadership that in order for you to be successful, you must master them. <clears throat> Even if you aren't an HR manager and you're looking at really getting be better at being a people leader, then these six aspects are going to help you out. And they are all available in my free HR leadership course at brennathehrlady.com. I'm going to be honest and let you know that it is my secret goal to have you in our HR coaching and mentor program that's going to help you skill up and feel uh, confident in your HR progression. Now, when you sign up for the course, you'll get my best practices and updates also delivered directly to your inbox as well. And if you guys are listening in and you're enjoying these episodes, um, you know, do me a favor, hop on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever it is that you, you, you know, get this episode or these episodes. And if you would leave your five-star review, I'd really, really appreciate it. And if you'd like to connect with me on social media, 
you know, by all means, please do so. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yes, I'm tweeting officially now. Uh, my handles are Brenda the HR Lady on all three. <clears throat> you can also find me on LinkedIn. You can connect with me on uh, Brenda Neckvottle. That's N-E-C-K, like the thing you want to choke. V is in Victor, A-T-A-L. Um, I also co-host another show called The Real HR Show with the famous evil HR lady herself, Suzanne Lucas, who writes for Inc.com. She's contributed over a thousand articles and just, just, she's a trip. I love working with her. She's great. And lastly, you can jump on the website at brendathehrlady.com where you can connect with me directly. Simply visit the website and click connect at the top of the page. And again, you can get my best practices delivered right to your inbox. So guys, we've got a couple more weeks left in the month. And, um, you know, look, it just hang in there. 2020 is <laughs> almost behind us. And uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, you remember, you guys are important. You matter. And uh, looking forward to sharing a few more episodes with you guys in 2020. Talk to you later, guys. Bye.